Okay, hi. Um, my name is Jack. Um, welcome to the podcast. Um, so this is going to be my idea of the Lost Nevadas Revive Burr or Burger Burger Rivalry arc. This is kind of an audio version of fanfiction because I <laughs> do not have the time to write out all of this, and I think it's just a lot more. I think it's a lot more fun and interactive to be speaking it to you. Um, so I'm going to start from when Wil Wilbur gets revived and just work my way forward until I think how it ends. Um, so I'll take a few moments from canon, but mostly this is just going to be my imagination, um, and I'll credit any ideas I get from other places. But this is mostly just going to be headcanons because I'm going to be real, I joined the, <laughs> I joined the Dream SMP not in its heyday. I joined it in late 2021, I think. So past, definitely past all the big stuff. So really all I got to see was the Reviper arc. Um, and even so I never really watched the VODs or live streams anyway. I'm American, sue me. <laughs> um, so I'll be posting this on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Um, and this will mostly just be little little shenanigans, things I think happened, um, kind of like a TV show. That's how I've always imagined it. Whenever I'm sitting in class and need to daydream or something, this is what I always go to. But it will work towards a larger plot, which I'm kind of forming as I go. It'll change any comments you guys have. I will read and uh, alter my story to. But yeah. Let's dive on in. So, I, I feel like I need a little transition music. Okay, I'll work on that right now. Right now I'll give you, um... Okay. So what better place to start than Wilbur just dying? <laughs> um, so, Wilbur's, Wilbur's getting stabbed. He's looking at his dad. He's looking at Phil. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> He's looking at Phil. Phil's looking at him. The sword is just full on in his chest. Part of the button room has been sheared away by the explosion. And that was the wall that faced where everyone was fighting. So he looks to the side. He looks out at, at the battlefield where everyone has just stopped. Even the withers. The withers have stopped and they're looking at him like, what are you doing? All three heads have turned. <laughs> and um, he can see a few people. He sees Techno, who uh, is trying to run from people, but he's just kind of like stopped and <laughs> looking at Wilbur like, oh my god, he's frozen. Um, his face has just kind of fallen flat. He's looking at Nikki, who is just in shock at Tommy who's probably facing off against Dream or someone, and Quackity, who has fully frozen. He's just dropped his sword. Everything is just gone. Uh, but the last thing he does is he raises his hand and gives a salute. Then he slumps over. <laughs> and I just have written here, he's like, dang, I'm dead. <laughs> um, so, he's dead for a bit. But then... He wakes up, 
and it feels like he is just physically thrown straight onto the floor. Like, it's not a pleasant feeling. He feels like uh, he should be winded, but he's not really, but he's still, like, in pain. And he looks around to a very, very strange train car. And here's where I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna butt in here and say, I don't think he's ever really seen a modern day Metro. Like, not, not like the ones we have in real life. Because um, on Minecraft servers, you really only get around by horse, boat, foot, or elytra. I guess unless you have a trident or <laughs> like riding a pig. Um, but I also feel like cars or something, because obviously, I mean, he has a burger van. Um, and trains are probably something. I mean, if you've seen Hermitcraft, um, Green has his train. So... I feel like they exist, but it's just it's just a new experience for him. Um, and I also really like the idea that this is the Your City Gave Me Asthma platform. So that's how I've kind of been imagining his whole limbo and the design of the train car. Uh, but he gets to his feet and he realizes that he just has an entire hole in his chest. And he like freaks out. He's like, ah, my chest. But he realizes like, okay, it doesn't exactly hurt and there isn't any blood. Um, but as he, like, looks at it, he can very clearly see his heart, and I think he almost vomits. He's like, oh my god, that is disgusting. I feel like he has a very weak stomach when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> Once he's kind of calmed down a bit, he's like, okay, I'm definitely not dying. He's like, because I'm pretty sure I'm already dead. He looks around the train car, and he realizes that it's just full of passengers. And they're all young, old, men, women, anyone in between. And they're all horribly maimed in some way. Some women's neck is twisted. Some guy has some guy has like a giant bite mark out of his out of his torso or something. And some guy has an arrow just right through the back of his head. It's like sprouting out right between his eyes. Um, but he notices all the passengers are kind of disappearing whenever he looks at them. It's the thing with after images where if you try to focus on them, they disappear. But if you don't look at them, they're there. But the last guy, the guy with the arrow just going straight through his face, is not disappearing. Uh, and the guy looks over, and suddenly Wilbur's just sat next to him. And Wilbur like physically jumps up and he's like, what? What was that? But the guy, he's just, he's just casual. He's just sitting there. He goes like, sup? <laughs> you like jazz? Uh, he's just sitting there. He goes, hi. Uh, he sticks out his hand, which Wilbur does not in fact take because when he turns his head, he almost gets hit in the face with the arrow. Uh, and the guy just pulls the arrow out of his face and goes like, man, that really sucked. <laughs> sucked. And I got it all, and I got blood all over my red sweater too. Shout out if you know who this guy is. But Wilbur's like, um, okay, what's going on? Who are you? What's happening? The guy's, well, the guy's like, oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> who are you? Um, Wilbur's like, I'm, I'm Wilbur Sud of the Dream SMP. And the guy's like, oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. How'd you die? Wilbur's like, uh, I blew myself up. And the guy's like, mm, been there, buddy. <laughs> He's just chatting with Wilbur, and Wilbur is freaking out because he's like, what? Why are you just chatting with me? Um, but suddenly the train jolts to a stop, 
and Wilbur is that thing where nobody else moves except for him and he gets like thrown forward and face plants onto the seat in front of him. But suddenly all of the windows outside turn green because before it had just been kind of a black empty void. But now all of a sudden it's just a bright obnoxious lime green. And the guy like stops and he he just goes, huh. That's weird. And Wilbur's like, what do you mean? That's weird, man. What is going on? He's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. (laughs) And Wilbur's like, I have a feeling that it's not in fact fine. Could you please be a little bit more specific? But the guy's like, don't worry about it. Just look over there. Um, He's pointing to the little arrivals board where at the top of Metrocars, it has a little destination. Wilbur looks, and it doesn't have a destination. Instead, it just says, Wilbur set, limbo, a very long string of numbers, then welcome, smiley face. And Wilbur is freaked out. He goes, fuck, shit. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, my computer just turned off. Um, he goes, yeah, that's probably actually what he goes. He goes like, oh my God, what is that? Um, and all of a sudden the doors open and the people in the train car start clawing at the doors, start going for the windows, trying to get out, but something's holding them back. And suddenly the guy's like, okay, you gotta go, like, bye. Wilbur's like, no, I don't want to go. You seem to be really calm about this. Like, I kind of want to stay, chat with you, bestie. And he's like, no, actually, like, go, go. And Wilbur's just standing there until the train starts to pull out of the station and the doors are beginning to close. And the guy, like, physically grabs him and brings him over to the door and just shoves him out. He's like, you don't want to be here as it pulls out. Go. So Wilbur falls onto the platform. The last thing he sees is the man just sitting back down in the chair. And then he's alone. So Wilbur, he gets up, he dusts himself off. He spins around as he tries to look at where he is. It's a train platform. It's very strange. It's very cold, he notices. He's, he's already freezing, and all he has really is his trench coat, which is not very thick. I think um, he was wearing it in Pogtopia, which my personal headcanon here is like those mines that go so deep they get hot because of the Earth's core. Pogtopia, some of its caverns went so deep that it got close to the nether. So it had very hot and cold spots, so his his trench coat is not very not very thick so he's cold and as he's turning around he realizes that it's completely symmetrical as well and he cannot tell which way he first came in from and this it doesn't really seem like a big thing but it freaks him out it really bothers him so eventually (laughs) the only way he can really tell which way he came off on was taking a guess and then putting his shoe on that side. He's like, and he takes off his left shoe and he's like, okay, this is the side I came off on. Like, this is left, this is right. Um, and I think he, he's so the type of guy to just have to hold up his hands and do the L thing to like find out which side is left and which side is right. Um, but yeah, so he starts to explore and he finds that the train platform is not very big. It's big enough for maybe five cars of a train. 
um, and sealed on both sides, except for the tracks, which are not sealed. But every single time he goes near them, he like peeks his head over the side. It fills him with so much dread. Like he gets terrified. And it's that thing where you're terrified in the moment, but as soon as you step back, you're like, okay, why was I scared? It's like that with the tracks. So that's why he just never really goes on them. So he notices after a bit that he's getting hungry. He's getting real hungry and there isn't any food, but he notices that he's also not dying of hunger. So he's just getting hungry and thirsty and not dying. Um, and then the last thing is, I think there's also hostile architecture there. Like there are little tr sitting platforms for him to sit on, but they're all, <laughs> they're all like cone shaped. So he can sit on them, but whenever he tries to lie down to go to sleep, he just rolls off onto the floor. So not a very good place. Uh, and I will say here, there's the headcanon that Mumza Kristen is death. I think that she is. In my mind, she is. But the reason his limbo and all the limbos are so bad is because Dream is messing with it. <laughs> um, and kind of, originally the platform, the train platform was supposed to be a place where he could take a train to anywhere he wanted and like see the world. But now it's just a train platform where no trains come. I think Tommy's, his was some weird twisted hell I think it was originally supposed to be like a, like a big flower field where you could just sit with all his friends. Uh, but obviously Dream messed with it. I don't know what Schlatz would be. Oh, comment what you think Schlatz limbo would be. That's actually really funny. <laughs> just a liquor store. <laughs> it's just this dreaming setup. Uh, that's funny. Okay. But the way he keeps track of time is he's... Okay, I had to take a little break. Where the hell was I? The way he keeps track of time is um, by he takes like a little bobby pin or something. He probably, he is totally the type of guy to have bobby pins on him. Uh, so he takes a little bobby pin and he scratches little tallies into the walls. But the way he keeps track of it is how often he sleeps. And he does not sleep. And he sleeps, his sleep schedule is messed up. So he counts that it's about 13 and a half years. It's like two or three. Obviously, time has to pass, but it, it's not that long. I feel like, I mean, doomsday, exile, all that, all that stuff has to happen. But you're not telling me Ghostbar was around for thirteen and a half years, okay? Um, yeah. Also, side note, I'm not gonna really talk about Ghostbar. I don't really care about him. <laughs> He's not really important. Oh yeah. <laughs> also. So there's, you know how there are signs telling you where, where the trains are all going to depart and when they're going to come? That might be with the more modern ones, I don't know. <laughs> but instead there's just like a big smiley face there. Um, and it's it was like clearly dream smiley face. And Wilbur <laughs> just like takes his shoe and absolutely throws it at the, absolutely throws it at the thing and just breaks it and the smiley face just turns into a frown and the text like don't do that just shows up and then it just it just never reacts after that but the show the shoe that he threw like falls off and falls just in the exact same position as the other shoe on the side is so he just can't tell which direction he's facing anymore he's like damn it <laughs> um 
after a long, 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 long time, <laughs> a train pulls up. He feels the wind. He like shoots to his feet, um, and he runs over to the side of the platform the wind is coming from. He's like, "Dang it!" Is <laughs> is the side where uh, the first shoe wasn't on? He's like, "Dang it! I was wrong." <laughs> um, but he runs over, and the train pulls to a stop right in front of him. And the doors the doors open. There are two figures there. One is Dream, who he knows. <laughs> What's he doing here? And why is he holding meat? <laughs> Oh god, it's like that. It's like uh, those <laughs> terrible uh, yaoi things where, it's, <laughs> where they're like holding each other. No. Why is he holding me? And he looks at the figure at Dream's feet, who's being held up by the back of his shirt. And it is just him. He's <laughs> like, it's not quite him. He's a little bit too blue. He's he's sobbing. Wilbur's like, I, I'm a big- I'm, <laughs> he's like, I don't cry, I'm tough. Um, but- <laughs> Uh, the, the guy is just absolutely sobbing, um, and he's blue, and he's going, I want my friend, give me a friend, I want my friend. Wilbur's like, damn, imagine having friends. <laughs> um, but Dream just throws Ghostbur out onto the platform, and he and Wilbur just looks at Ghostbur, he's like, this guy's pathetic, and Dream just stands there for a minute before going, well, are you getting on, or are you staying here? And Wilbur looks at looks at Gosper, who's like crying, and I think Gosper is saying, "So like, please, please let me go back. Please let me go back. I need my friend. Please let me go back." And Wilbur looks at Dream, looks at Gosper, and proceeds to absolutely deck Gosper in the face. He fully roundhouse kicks him, and then sprints onto the train. He's like, "Sayonara, my pal. I gotta go." <laughs> oh, poor guy. Um. And, but as he walks on the train, Dream's like, ha, I knew you had it in you. Oh, I feel so cringe saying that. Dream's like, oh, I knew you had it in you. And then Wilbur wakes up. But he is not standing or anything. He is lying on his back in a completely dark place. And he is also completely confined. And he freaks out because he's just a tad claustrophobic. This is why I think Pogtopia was especially bad for him. He's a little claustrophobic. So he was like, where am I? Where am I? But he realizes, oh, I died. They probably buried me. I am in a casket. Which is which is also why I feel like they don't cremate people <laughs> unless because unless you want to reverse Thanos snap into existence, you just don't get you, you don't get cremated. Um, that <laughs> what if that's why Glatt can't come back is because he was just cremated? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> He starts trying to dig himself out. He's like pounding on the lid. And he is very surprised when it does not take a lot of effort to get out. Like he pushes off the lid and he realizes that he was buried maybe half a foot underneath <laughs> underneath the soil. Like they did not go through a lot of effort burying him deep. <laughs> He's like, damn, okay. <laughs> and then he looks and this is after Tommy survived and I think their graves are right next to each other. Because you know, Vesip, he just has to have a graveyard. <laughs> and he looks, and his grave is just like a rock, and it has a little tiny, like, carved W into it. And, like, maybe an 07. 
And then he looks over at Tommy's grave and it's a huge memorial. Like there's a statue and it's covered in like ribbons and flowers and there are like notes and stuffies all over it. And he's he's just like really offended. He's like, why is my grave so small, guys? What the heck? Um, but then as he's sitting up, he hears someone gasp and he looks around. It's not Quackity. It's not Tommy. It's Nikki. Ah, I just, I just had to be, she had to be the first one to find him. Let's, let's be honest. I, I love Reindua so much. But she's just standing there. She was on her way to Jack's hotel. She just, she sees him. She drops whatever she's holding and cause she's just frozen. And Wilbur's like trying to, he, he like kind of tries to gauge what she's feeling. And he's just like, uh, hi. Like he doesn't even say anything. He just kind of waves. And then Nikki's mad and she runs over to him and she like skids on her knees uh, to stop in front of him and she starts like shaking him by the shoulders. Like she is physically attacking this man. Um, <laughs> and, she, and she's just spewing words. Like he can't, he can't tell what she's saying, but he catches um, bits of like, how could you do this to Lamanberg? How could you do this to yourself? How could you do this to us? You left us all alone. Like, uh, like how could you how could you but then he notices around her shoulders is a cape the cape that he gave her in pogtopia and she had never taken it off so she just kind of pulls back and looks at him and she just goes you died <laughs> and he kind of nods and then he gets up and he sees a big uh opening behind her so he stands up walks over to the top of the hill and sees the crater where Lemanberg used to stand. And he just looks at the crater, looks at Nikki, and says, I did. But this is a bit more my style. Because <laughs> uh, you just have to, he just has to say that. You just have to have the reference. Because, ooh, did you hear that? Sorry. Because, <laughs> let's, let's be real, that's, that was one of the best songs for the GMSMP ever made. It was, it was so good. Like that, oh shoot, I'm Derivacat. Derivacat, saddest pillars of the GMSMP fandom. So I just had to reference some of it. Um, okay. Should we? Okay, that's the end of my first episode. I'm only at 24 minutes. Okay, I'll, I'll give the next scene. Oh my god, I'm gonna lose my voice. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So, oh, the first title of, okay, that's not going to be the title of my, I came up with the title of it, that's not going to be the title of this first episode, but it was Limbo and Revival, and then <laughs> the title that I had for this, this next part is Skunks in the City of Paradise, <laughs> which we'll find out, okay, um, but we're going to do a little tiny time skip just to where he says goodbye to Nikki and Nikki's Nikki's still kind of shook she's she's just like uh okay bye she takes him into Jack's hotel and just kind of leaves him in the lobby because she's very happy that Wilbur is back but also like bro did up up and uh leave everyone which I'm not gonna I'm not blaming him for that honestly but <laughs> he did also blow up the nation that was beginning to be the server's entire lives so she's just a little angry at him for that so she just leaves him in the hotel of jack's and 
in the lobby of Jack's hotel. <laughs> He's probably like standing next to a bellhop or something. But then <laughs> all of a sudden he just hears like a huh? And then a little pitter patter of footsteps. And he turns around just in time to be absolutely tackled to the ground <laughs> by Tommy. And he can't really say anything. Tommy Tommy doesn't say anything. He's just hugging him. Um, and so Tom, uh, Wilbur hugs him back until Tommy kind of like pushes back so he can get a look at Wilbur's face. And he just says, I missed you. And Wilbur's like, I missed you too. And then they hug again. Um, and Wil <laughs> Wilbur, he's thinking to himself like, why does Tommy look different? He does not look like he used to. <laughs> he looks a little older and a little sadder. Um, but he doesn't he doesn't really say anything about it. He's like, man, that's kind of rude. I don't really want to comment about how old he looks. Um, but he is like, was, was I really out for 13 and a half years because Tommy looks really old? <laughs> um, <laughs> but he doesn't say anything. So... Tommy is like, oh my god, I have to, I have to take you around the server. I'm so excited. Um, so he starts touring Wilbur around this server, uh, and Wilbur's—he's just a little bit shocked. Uh, I think they go over to the Lamanberg crater, and he's like very disappointed that the crater did not, in fact, come from his, <laughs> from his bombs, but from Doomsday. He's like, dang, my entire point. He's like, dang, my entire point was to destroy Lemanberg. Why'd you keep building? And Tommy's like, I don't know, man. We just really liked it. <laughs> President Tubbo wanted us to keep building. And Wilbur's just like, President Tubbo? <laughs> Tommy's like, like, oh yeah, that happened. You missed out on a lot, I guess. Um, <laughs> but at some point, Wilbur, he's just, he just kind of smiles at him. Because after everything, he's just Tommy after all his time. <laughs> Even after, even after Tommy seems noticeably calmer, less, kind of less energetic, he's, he's still just Tommy. Um, and I think this is kind of because, kind of because of exile, but mostly because he's just really done with stuff. So he's just like, yeah, it's like, yeah, that kind of happened, but like, whatever. He's, he's just chilling. He, he's, he's just kind of done with a lot of shenanigans, uh, which, which is my favorite kind of era. Um, he's, he's still, he's still Tommy, but he's just, he, he's less like, I'm going to be an inconvenience to the entire server. Um, so they start kind of joking and laughing and they, they get back into it. And Wilbur, Wilbur is definitely surprised when he learns that he was not out for 13 and a half years. It was like three. Cause yeah. Also, I don't really know how old to put these guys as. Cause when it was all recorded, they were... When it was all recorded, they were all, gosh, what, mid-20s? mid, mid -20s? Wilbur was like, what, 24, 25? Now he's like 27. Man's getting old. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I'm just putting them, none of them around kind of mid to late 20s uh, is where I'm putting them. Because, I mean, I don't, I'm not making Wilbur like 45. <laughs> um, as, as funny as I think that would be. <laughs> just the whole, the whole story is about him getting back pain. Um, yeah. But at one point, Tommy's like, yeah, I guess you did miss, I think probably after the President Tubbo bit. <laughs> He's like, yeah, you missed a lot of political stuff, like uh, after Quackity founded Los Nevadas. And 
he keeps going, but Wilbur just kind of stops. And eventually he just interrupts. He's like, Las Nevadas. And Tommy just goes, oh yeah, <laughs> it's Quackity's country. And Wilbur, he just goes, he founded a country? <laughs> Tommy's like, yeah, I mean, I can take you over to see it. And Wilbur's like, oh, I gotta see this. Um, so they take them. They take him. What is going on? So Tommy takes him. Um, and as they approach, Wilbur just kind of stares at like the big entrance sign. Because it is a lot bigger and grander than he thought it would be. He can see the skyline and there are actual skyscrapers. Um, he's going like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> and I think <laughs> the Lost Nevada sign has a has just a big picture of Quacky like, with a huge thumbs up. <laughs> just going like, welcome to Lost Nevadas. And Wilfred's like, okay. Like, like oh, okay. Quacky's scar is healed. So it has been time, but it's not like fully gone. So it's so he's like, okay, Tommy was right. I guess it was just a few years. Um, he's like, also, Quackity didn't cut his hair at all. I think Quackity kept his hair very short for a while, but he's like, I probably during his last campaign because he wanted to look professional. <laughs> um, but he kind of grew it out with the Kanoko stuff. So Wilbur's like, kind of looks good with long hair. Not gonna lie. <laughs> But um, as he's walking through, he, he's just like staring at the city around them and he can hear casino music even though it's at, even though it's like three in the afternoon. Also, I was reading Hitting on 16 the other day <laughs> and I <laughs> Wilbur made it canon that there are ship cubs in Las Nevadas. I just think that's so funny. Okay. Um, but <laughs> as they're walking through, they get to near the sky needle where you just see a tiny little figure. <laughs> like way off in the desert and just pouring out a bag of something um and he sees that the something is moving because Las Nevadas is a fake desert but Quackity really wanted scorpions there so he had to hand move every single scorpion <laughs> so he's just pouring out like a bag of scorpions he's like yes go my pretties infest everywhere um but they watch as this figure just stops stares at them and then just starts booking it towards them. <laughs> and Wilbur <laughs> like backs up a bit as Quackity's voice comes into earshot and he's just spewing a string of curses. <laughs> and he he runs over and he like physically grabs Wilbur and pushes him back. <laughs> and he, he Wilbur just can't even understand what he's saying. Cause Quackity, he was just having a normal Tuesday afternoon when suddenly his old like arch rival Possible flame. I don't know if you think. I'm not gonna spoil anything for Pogtopia, but he just is there all of a sudden, and so he just came waltzing back in. So Quacky just goes like, "What the f are you doing here, Soot?" And like almost kicks him, and Wilbur like kind of defends himself, but Tommy just steps back. He's like, "I'm not fighting Quacky for you, bro. That's that's on you, man." And Wilbur's, like, betrays, like, top 10 anime betrayals, like, Tommy did not fight for me. Um, but instantly, Wilbur just gets snapped back into his old rivalry, <laughs> seeing Quackity, and he just goes, I just had to see for myself. I never thought you'd be able to build a country. And then he just looks around and goes, if you can even call it that. Despite the fact that he is very impressed <laughs> with what Quackity built, he's like, this is actually bigger than Los Nevados. This is actually like very 
very strangely good. Um, he's like, he's like, how did you, how did you make that, bro? <laughs> he's like, give me building tips, man. <laughs> Quackity, Quackity got a course from Grian. Uh, okay. Um, but Quackity, he's, he's just having a rough day. This man just came back to life seemingly for no other reason to like insult him. And he's just kind of speechless until Tommy explains that Wilbur was dead, but Dream revived him. And if either of them notice that Tommy's voice shakes a bit at saying Dream, they don't say anything. <laughs> but Quacky just stands there and he kind of nods. It's like, okay, sure, why not? Why not? My face is cleaved open by a piglin, I guess. I guess people can come back to life. But he just... <laughs> He just looks at Wilbur and like his gaze moves up to Wilbur's forehead and he says, Well, get out of my sight either way. With all that white in your hair, you look almost as much like a skunk as you smell. <laughs> and then just walks away. <laughs> he snaps, does the splits, and walks away. <laughs> and Tommy bursts out laughing. Wilbur's just sitting there kind of stunned because Q just actually insulted him and then just walked away. Um, and Wilbur's hand like goes up and he finally notices a little streak of white in his hair. He gets like, what happened? Am I actually old? I feel like this is a running theme. Like he never actually knows how old he is. <laughs> but Tommy's like, oh, that, that, um, oh my God. <coughs> oh, I need a drink of water. But Tommy's like, oh, that, yeah, <laughs> that comes from being revived. And he like pulls up the back of his head, which is where I think his white streak came in. Um, like the whole back of his back of his hair, like around the nape of his neck, is all white. And Wilbur's just like, "You got revived," and Tommy's like, "Yeah, yeah." And Wilbur can tell, like, "Oh, he doesn't want to talk about it." And despite having, despite being the type of person who would totally just keep pushing, he doesn't really push. He's just like, "Oh, okay. Uh, I guess that's a conversation for another day." Um, but he's still just kind of stuttering. Because he thought they would devolve into petty insults, but Quackity, okay, in my notes I just have Quackity just called him stinky and walked away, and he's kind of shook about that. But they leave, and later that night, Wilbur's staying with Tommy. They probably had a little celebration dinner. <laughs> Comment what you think either of their favorite uh, dishes are. Because I mean, in in Minecraft, you literally just pull out a steak from your pocket and start munching. So. They probably cook, they probably cook like hot pockets or something. Let's be real, and the other them can cook. Oh. But Wilbur's he's just laying in bed and he's thinking. He's <laughs> lying straight as an arrow. Like his arms are glued to his side. His fingers are straight. His knees are locked. His teeth, his toes are properly pointed. Because I feel like that's just how he has to, how he has to lie down. <laughs> um, he's just kind of looking at the ceiling, and he can't really stop thinking. He can't stop thinking about Las Nevadas. Or Quackity, for that matter, because Quackity, he was doing, he's doing a lot better than Wilbur thought he would. He has a country, and even more, Quackity ignored him. Wilbur does not like being ignored, especially by Quackity, who he thinks, he's like, this guy, this pathetic guy, is ignoring me. How dare he? he he's strutted off to his fancy country, and like all toddlers... Wilbur only has one thought. How can I destroy him? And then he gets an idea. A wonderful, awful idea. And the next day, Quackity walks out onto his balcony to see a burger van parked right on the edge of his border.
Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> that's the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it goes. Um, I I don't really have any closing things to say. This has been really fun. I have a couple episodes in the works right now. Um, I'll need to. Okay, on YouTube, I don't know what I'm going to put for any visuals. Um, I might end up just drawing a little kind of lo-fi thing uh, to look at. Um, and if anyone, if anyone wants, if, if any, if anyone wants to draw cover art, I wouldn't, I wouldn't protest. Um, but I can, I can definitely draw my own cover art. It's fine. Um, yeah, this is it. Oh, I did want to briefly explain um, my SBI family tree because it's going to come up a bit. So I like the idea that Kristen is death, like she's the god of death. Uh, I, I mentioned that earlier. Um, but I also like the f- I love the idea that she's a Samsung refrigerator. <laughs> so <laughs> so I think she had to she had to kind of leave. She I think she was around with Phil um, when they were very young. But then she she kind of had to leave and go do her death deathly duties and stuff. Um, so Phil <laughs> just put a picture of her on the Samsung on their Samsung fridge, and then they just started acting like the fridge was <laughs> was Kristen. Uh, so I think that's where it came from. And then Techno. Um, so I will be including Technoblade in the story. Um, I. He's been a big part of my life and a big part of my stories and I don't want to forget him. I don't want I don't want him or his character to fade away, so I will be including him um, in various parts. Um, and I've seen a lot of headcanons where he is kind of Wilbur's uncle and Tommy's not Tommy, Phil's friend. I've always kind of imagined him and Wilbur as twins. It might be the family bit that Wilbur pushes, <laughs> uh, the content creator pushes, but I, I feel like, I don't know, I could never really see them as anything other than twins, but I also don't want to make him a human. So here's what I think. One day, Phil was just kind of waltzing around in the nether, probably clearing out a bastion, and then as he was leaving, Techno just followed him. <laughs> and Phil's like, hey mate, uh, why are you following me? And Techno's like, I want to I wanna go with you. And Phil's like, that's great, that's great, buddy, but, um, I mean, your parents are probably gonna be mad, like, I can't exactly take you away. It's like, I'd love to, man, but I can't. And Techno's like, oh no, like, my my parents are dead. He's an orphan. (laughs) Um, and Phil's like, oh, okay, are you sure you want to leave the, leave the nether man? And Techno's like, yeah, I want to leave the nether. So he just goes, okay. Come on back. Um, and I think this is when Wilbur and Techno were about 10 and Tommy was probably two or three. Um, but tech- but Wilbur, when he first sees Techno, he's like a little wary until Techno's talking with Tommy and Tommy just like punches him in the face. And Wilbur's like, man, that was really funny. Okay, Techno, I'll keep you around. And then they got really close after that. Um, I also think um, they used to live around the Arctic before all of this went down. Like they lived in their in kind of Techno and Phil's joint houses is where they lived, and then they moved on to Lemanberg and stuff, and moved down into the Greater GMSMP. 
Um, so that's, that's, that's kind of my backstory on them. And then also Fundy. I'll be honest, I don't really care for C. Fundy. I'm not going to put him in here a lot, except for maybe a couple <laughs> jokes. Um, and also Sally. I think about Sally more than I should. I, okay, I personally don't think that she was a shapeshifter. I think she was an actual fish. I also don't think she's um, Fundy's real mom. I don't think uh, Wilbur is Fundy's real dad. I think he just started referring to Fundy as son because it was funny and people took it way too seriously. <laughs> um, and they just never bothered to correct anyone. But yeah, that's kind of it. I don't really have anything else to say. Um, thank you for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye.